3: Shine St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning
2: After on KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning
4: After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson.
3: 707 in St. Louis. You are listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Welcome, friends, to the Michelob Ultra Studios. It's the Mungan St. Louis Accurate Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour, and Doug, you notice that I am not wearing a top, and I'm doing the show from my basement like a naughty little boy huh. slut.
2: Well, I did notice you weren't here, but I, I can't see one of the YouTube bit, uh, pictures yet, so I didn't see So you can't see you the piercing with... in my uh,
3: yeah left nipple. My left nipple is pierced. I got it done yesterday after a TMA day at the ballpark. Uh, we got out of there in the ninth inning with two outs just to beat traffic. And uh, mm-hmm. fun to see the Cardinals finally win a game. That was, uh, that was a hell of a win. And uh, maybe this will set the uh, tone for this 11-game road trip that will mm-hmm. feature a, a fun uh, little duel with our rivals overseas <laughs> in London.
2: Mm. You didn't hear how it turned out, did you? Uh, no, I was going over some
3: tape from 2011, getting better at teasing.
2: Oh, well, okay. Go. served up a gopher ball. It almost I hit understand. somebody out there in the TMA section for what it looked like.
1: I left in the, uh, like, seventh inning. I went up and uh, just mingled with the uh, listeners up above us. That was big of you. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they didn't sit by us, so I went up and said hi to some people. And then I left in, like, the end of the seventh. Mm-hmm. And I saw the highlight. TMA, I think S Jackson, put it up, the guy that caught the ball. Plowsy, that went right into our seats.
0: And literally, the Edmund one as well was, like... Two yeah. rows, even? Two rows right below me. Right yeah, below there there was a
1: kid, a girl,
2: about 10, 11 years old, who had a glove and didn't get it, and she, she was, was just crestfallen.
1: She was, and whoever got no, it should have given no, it to I that have. girl. but
2: It bounced back onto the field.
1: Oh, okay. Well, she could have caught it. I saw them. <laughs> yeah. Hold
2: well, her accountable. She's a child! Yeah,
1: I think uh, he, the right fielder should have thrown it back up to her.
2: It didn't go all the way to the right field. It just kind of ricocheted off the seats and went just barely over the wall. Anyway,
1: I saw the replay, and Ustremski's ball hit in our seats and bounced to that guy at the wall, and he caught it, rolling.
2: Game uh it, it, it,
3: both home runs that were uh, that were hit to right field. As I stood up, I thought, "Holy crap! These are going to land right where we are." And as you said, Iggy, the one uh, from Edmund was a few rows in front, and then it, Doug, would you call that a
2: carom? Did they yeah, have a carom. It hit like the that. cement, really? and then a chair, and then it went back onto the field.
3: There you go. And the one that uh, covered the over for Jackson, uh, Mike Yastrzemski's, was Iggy. You, uh, you and the boys, I think. Were you in the same row as me, or were you the row right behind? Either
1: way, like
5: we, right there.
1: Yeah, we were in one in front of you.
5: No, you guys were in the same row. We were in the
1: second. Yeah, we were in the second to row, second to last row. Yeah, that's that,
5: where we were as well.
1: Yeah, and the ball hit in our seat, so it should have hit. If you would have been there, too, it would have hit, like, five seats from you.
3: Oh, I was there. Oh, you were I, for the, uh, the strong home run? Okay. Yeah, yeah the, whole, the whole thing about going home to get better at teasing uh, was just to, to kiss up to management, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can get better at teasing. Right. But, uh, no, it, it did then bounce, and then there were a couple of people, a couple that had been uh, – uh, the guy was wearing a TMA hat with his wife, and we had been exchanging pleasantries – And then there was a gentleman, and I posted this uh, on Instagram and on the uh, TMA fan page on Facebook, who got the ball. It bounced off of his hand originally. Then it sat right in front of the couple, and he was able to grab it. And he had the prize souvenir that sent that game into extra innings where the Cardinals lost by a final score of 8-5. 8-5. And by the way, Doug, I think I was saying this maybe to uh, to Anna Marie, my wife, who was there. I said, I think Doug's prediction today was a 5-3 Cardinal win, mm-hmm. and we were one, one out away from that. Am I correct on that?
2: That's correct, yeah. And on my fantasy team, I had Gallegos as my closer. Oh, <laughs> then he blew so that. Good. And I didn't get the save, and we didn't get the W. And what do we have now? Just a whole bunch of losses stacked up on top of one another.
1: But feeling good about it.
2: I'm not feeling that good.
1: Well, we're not the worst team in Missouri, at least.
2: At least the Brewers have lost like six in a row.
5: <laughs>
1: it's quite a division.
2: Oh. <clears throat> God! Guys, said...
3: Did any of the listeners hook up with anyone on the dais? Thanks. That's from Eric in the Central West End. Doug, you hooked up with three people yesterday. Am I
2: correct on that? Three or I
1: lost count after
2: about the fourth <laughs> inning. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think Plowsy was trying so to many. hook up with uh, Judah's girlfriend. Judah, who people don't know, was, yes, was the, the guy good. who did all the... <laughs> <clears throat> he who's
4: did, Judah? Judah
1: Kevin Judah did all of the uh, photography and videos uh, for Jaws Marketing, who brought us down to uh, Jamaica. And he did all the oh. filming, and he, and he came... he
2: was there yesterday? Yeah, he
1: came up to St. Louis to, uh, I guess, right see by? the W.I.L. people. He went to the game, and he saw us in Plowsy Was I think he was hitting on his girlfriend as... They were leaving. He just was going gaga over her.
2: Well, well, he was, well, he well was
0: Madison was it. there as well, but so, I didn't know who it was and I never <laughs> met her. So Hawk I wanted to. Immediately. Yeah. I wanted to meet. Well, I mean, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I introduced. my I didn't know who it was. You I didn't wanted know to who feel part comfortable. Part of the executive staff. I wanted to make sure that I gave, you know, a nice pleasantry. You know, hey, I'm Darren. You know, I'm part of TMA. She didn't know what that was.
1: No. Um, and that's I'm what i knew. surprised by that. Was, I am too.
3: Yeah, the Q rating for this show across the country yeah. is...
2: its embarrassing for her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's—what you said. Something like, nice to meet you. You're something else or something like that.
2: I think I said... Well, look, were you
0: spitting game like Nelly? No, I thought I said, like, oh, man, you're out of Judah's League or something. Even though I've only <laughs> oh. met Judah, like, one time in my life, you know, in Jamaica. But uh-huh. I felt comfortable making a joke like that.
1: She um, was attractive.
0: Yeah, she was super nice, too. And I didn't really notice that they were behind us for a very long time until Iggy actually mentioned it.
2: I thought when you were interested in a gal, you were supposed to drop negs on her.
0: <laughs> what does <laughs> nice that guys. mean?
2: Isn't that what Timberfake... You're supposed to drop negative comments. Oh, yeah. Timberfake for... gave us a speech on that once. Yes. drop, pretend negs.
3: like you're not interested mm-hmm. because then if she's got just a little bit of insecurity, and, and really the way to know that is check the Instagram account, then she will wonder, oh, why isn't he interested? And because you have dropped negs, as you call it, Doug, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, just not paid the attention to her that she's used to getting, then she will now be interested subconsciously in getting your attention. That is the game.
0: I well, never heard of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I
1: don't
3: think It's essentially psychological sexual warplay.
1: Well, okay. it, I think it could be something to that. Uh, back in my days, when I was, you yes. know, and
5: really, we're underway, when I was really,
1: when I was really swaying, um,
5: swaying. Did you say? Yeah, swaying. I didn't. I didn't. I
1: you wouldn't, don't have the answer. To sway. I wouldn't exactly say I treated him like dirt, <clears throat> but I was one that just didn't want a relationship. I'd have sex with him, and then I just go to something else.
2: Cast them aside. But
1: they always wanted to come back after that. Sure
2: they did. After the night <laughs> with you, of course they did.
1: Yeah, so you're basically throwing nags at them. I'm like, all right, well, you know, no, I got, I'm got, i busy tonight. I got something to do. And you just kind of ignore them. And one wouldn't have sex with me, and I told her at a party, I said, look, tomorrow night is Jimmy's party. We either do it tomorrow <laughs> night or it's over.
2: Oh, really?
3: Almighty, dog. Sounds like a prom ultimatum. Uh, and we you went were to a the, playboy
2: at absolutely the top <laughs> of your game.
1: We went to the party, and I... <laughs> you know, sitting on the couch, I says, are we doing this? She goes, I don't, I, I'm a virgin, I don't want to listen to oh, well, sorry. And they started crying, and then I found somebody else and went upstairs.
2: You showed her. So God.
1: I guess that's throwing eggs.
2: No, that's just being a jerk. Is <laughs>
1: what well, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, the well, lines I
4: mean,
2: are blurred. Throw, no, throw, that, throwing nags yeah, <laughs> could make you a jerk, but this was a jerk of a different magnitude, yeah. where you were pressuring a girl into sex she was uncomfortable with.
1: Well, we'd been going out for at least five times, so... It's enough.
2: Well, nonetheless, it's up to her. Well, anyway,
1: that's just, yeah, I was kind of a dick.
2: But hey, <laughs> okay, we got down to it. <laughs> that's you, but, that's,
1: but that's how you get them. That's how you start piling up the numbers. Just, you, you give them a certain period of time, and if you haven't, well, I got to go to something else. I mean, it's been five days, so.
2: Five days. And you could have just about any gal you wanted back then, couldn't you?
1: Well, pretty much that night. It didn't take me long to get somebody else in Jimmy's parents' bedroom. Who'd you get? Uh, I don't remember.
2: Well, no, now,
1: what would his parents have I like it when you call me Big Papa.
2: <laughs>
1: Maybe they're out of town.
2: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I don't know. But I wouldn't Did take... Did
2: you drug it. any of these women?
1: No, I wouldn't take Timberfake advice on anything, though, but... I
2: don't know, I've seen him Doug, with That's some, a take? I've seen <laughs> him with some beautiful girls. Well, yeah. Tony Doe.
5: Tony Doe. Is that the guy from Leave
3: it to Beaver? like uh, uh, the, the girl that Timberfake was with, who appeared on the show, uh, mispronounced his last name as Tony Doe. I can't remember what her name was, Doug. What,
5: do you remember
2: her uh, name? I don't.
5: Was she the one who mispronounced the word pole? Like, when, like she was like yes. a, a powell or something? Doe
3: and pole. That is <laughs> correct, Jackson. That's a nice play because mm-hmm. you were probably a freshman in high school when that happened. I was
5: certainly in high school. I Didn't you make out with the Hot house, house waitress too? I thought that
1: was Larry Nichols, uh, Robin feeling. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought she <laughs> I made mean, out not with a gentleman. I'm a whore. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, thought, I thought she made out with the hot waitress. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Ooh. I would remember that.
2: I don't. I just don't know. Well, somebody
3: will let us yeah, know, okay. and uh, maybe maybe Swope has the video text in, as many wait. are already doing. EDF Group, uh, text inbox, box three one four eight eight one TMA five Engineer Design Facilities is now the EDF Group, the most experienced data center and critical facilities service provider. In the St. Louis market, check out the newly revamped website, theedfgroup.com, and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. EDF Group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities, data center, commercial fire alarm, and electrical and IT infrastructure needs. To contact the EDF Group, email fire at theedfgroup.com and experience the EDF group difference and learn more at theedfgroup.com. And, of course, you can email in for our Design Air Heating and Cooling email today, the morning after, at insidestl.com. Design Air Heating and Cooling, Seth Goldcamp, his great-grandfather, started the business. His grandfather carried it on. His father carried it on. And now he is as well. And that is why he prides himself on no upselling for Eddie clients because he takes the reputation that his great-grandfather, his grandfather, and his father carried on, and he carries on very seriously, and he wants customers to know they can trust Design Air not to be disingenuous when they come out to take care of their heating and cooling system. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling designairservice.com, if you run into an air conditioning issue, Design Air is going to fix it, just like they have done for me and for Doug for a number of years. The official HVAC provider of TMA and the Timber Kernan Show podcast, it's Design Air Heating and Cooling. And, Doug, let's take a look at the Strodecast, which is presented to you by Paramount Men's Medical Center. Uh, Paramount Men's Medical Center to eliminate problems in the bedroom call i mean this is free so there's no reason not to do it uh you get free 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 initial consultation and free first treatment uh from paramount medical center and it's obviously confidential 314-720-8210 314-720-8210 it's free and you get free first treatment too why wouldn't you call i don't know 314-720-8210 uh iggy we are approaching the weekend uh, I will. Uh, I'll be on the show for about an hour or two here, Doug, and then it's uh, balls in the air around 10 o'clock, oh. and uh, I have three matches tomorrow. Are you going to be out uh, covering any of these, or how are you handling
2: this? No, I won't. I won't be there. We're not handling it at all. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a newsworthy <laughs> event.
3: Wow. Well, no. Rich Gould disagrees. He will be there along with uh, Steve Gottsagen.
1: What <laughs> the brow? <laughs> tell, tell Bo House. I said hi today.
3: Tell Bo you know House. What? I might see Bo House. Well, what course what is this? Uh, this is uh, Westboro. It's too, we have, uh, it's too far. Mem- it's member It is. It is at I-44 and Barry. Uh, uh-huh. uh, we have member guests. Uh, Iggy was my partner the last two years. Candidly, he not joining me this year has caused a real. Rift in our relationship, Uh, and uh, and and it's uh, it's it's been unfortunate. Uh, We're seeing therapists on. No, I'm happy that you don't have
1: me this year. You may have a chance to win.
3: It wasn't your fault last year. It was my fault. It was my Doug. It was my fault. It was my fault.
2: I'm just afraid if you got Iggy there on the country club grounds, close to the pool with all the wives and girlfriends there, it'd just be cuckold central. (laughs) (laughs) There wouldn't be a gal that'd be
1: safe. No. I commented the last two years. We went by the pool, and I just kind of looked in and said, wow, a couple times.
4: (laughs) That would have been an early cuck situation.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm just not sure you could have contained yourself or they could have contained themselves.
1: More likely the latter. Well, people were clamoring for me to get there to see my outfit for the day.
2: (laughs) They were. They were clamoring. And what outfit did did you come up with?
1: Well, I look good as always. I I've agree all, with it. I've always said, if you can't play, at least dress the part. So I dress nice. What did you wear? I don't remember, but it was matching. Okay. Probably blue slacks with a...
2: Don't say slacks. <laughs> don't say slacks. Light
1: blue polo and a white belt. and Probably a blue hat. Okay. And then white pants. I know that a... we
2: went, because we did, Iggy, uh,
3: I guess get to the finals of the Par 3 shootout and won some decent money for that, I think.
1: Uh, any yeah, second
3: Before Mark Milton's partner, I want to emphasize that, Mark Milton's partner came through. Uh, and uh, and Iggy was clutch, you know, dug a lot of criticism of Iggy's nerves over the year, yeah. years. And uh, it turns out it's a false narrative with, I don't know, 100 people or so watching. Iggy was just flushing whatever club it was you were hitting. You rolled in a key putt. This guy, to me, to me, he has Brooks Koepka-like calm under really? pressure.
1: Huh. And unfortunately, it didn't carry over into the tournament. So,
2: Or to this year. was tournament. on me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I played well the first day. The second day, I didn't play very well. Didn't drive the ball well. But uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. So your partner's going to have fun out there, and uh, a lot of great members out there. It's always fun to see those guys.
2: Out How now. do you feel about not being invited back?
1: That's fine. Oh. It's Tim's tournament. He just okay. he was kind enough to invite me for two days, two okay. years. I don't uh, miss seeing Bo and Stoles and those guys. <laughs> well, let's put our golf where our mouths are. Did you shout that out there? <laughs> Not to anybody. No. Oh. <laughs> kept to uh, Doug, uh,
3: one of the reasons I wanted to make sure I was on uh, the presentation today is I honestly, and I was, I guess I was texting with the Plowhawk, and when we were walking from Bush Stadium to Ballpark Village where we had some post-game libations. Um, I'm dead serious. I really, truly, and I guess, Jackson, you were there to Mm -hmm. uh, validate this, and I'm curious what you were thinking, Doug. And I guess KG Town, who is in the building, right? Yeah. He's in the the building. Uh, So I'm doing the show from my house, just for the record, because I won't be on the show in its entirety. But uh, I honestly, as I was walking from the ballpark, back to Ballpark Village to have a couple of uh, Michelob Ultras, what I was thinking was I am going to keep my phone out and in my hand because I assume – are you on the Brian Bartow? He's the Cardinals Media Relations guy on, the, on that text. He sends out all the notices Yes. people. Mm-hmm. And say, okay. Yeah. That I thought – I really did, and I would have bet people actually – I really thought, and I'm not saying he should have been per se, it's not about that. I'm happy to, to talk about that and attempt to litigate that this morning as well here uh, on the program, but I honestly thought we were going to get a notification that Ali Marmol had been let go. I really thought, and, and my reasoning was not only losing five of six against two kind of middling National League teams, but also then they head out on this 11-game road trip and even if it isn't Ali Marmol's fault, and I will still put roster construction at the top of the list as to why this team is, is where they are, that if unless you're just writing off the rest of the season, you will see teams and the St. Louis Blues right down the street four blocks uh in 2019 2018 actually with mike yo and craig berube in november of 2018 before what happened in june of 2019 with the stanley cup joe girardi with the phillies last year in june and then you saw what they wound up doing not only to the cardinals but in route to the national league pennant that teams will attempt to throw a hail mary by terminating the manager even if when it gets down to it it's not the manager's fault i honestly thought i really did this isn't bs i really thought he was going to get fired yesterday i truly did uh, what did you think
2: uh i wasn't thinking it would come yesterday i i've i'm not sure that it's going to happen
3: and now that now that is my that is where i have arrived if it didn't happen no. yesterday uh i had another conversation i've had two conversations with people i would consider to be in the know in the last 24 48 hours and they both are – I wouldn't even say of that opinion. They are – they would They would bet me all day long that it's not going to happen during the regular season. Yeah. And the reasoning is, with one of the people uh, telling me, the issue is it's not a clubhouse thing. It's not a case of one part of the team. You have offensive issues. You have pitching issues. Yesterday on full parade, bullpen issues. Uh, but, but really, I think in Plowhawk uh, – I know we were texting, but uh, – uh, this is some information here that uh, not only came in a conversation that I had, but if you read Ben Fredrickson's column this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, it, and whether it surprises people or not, the team, the key guys on the team at the very least, are fully behind Ali Marmol. I mean, and, and, and as it turns out, big fans of Ali Marmol. And so uh, I was told that yesterday because I was over at Ballpark Village and, and surprised when it didn't happen, honestly surprised. I mean, I wasn't like, I'm on the floor. I can't believe they didn't fire him, but I would have thought they were going to fire him. And then having this conversation, and then in addition to that, you read uh, the, the quotes in Ben Fredrickson's column, big-time recommendation, by the way, for reading that, because you have not only Paul Goldschmidt, not only Nolan Arenado, but then – Adam Wainwright uh, saying this is absolutely not on the manager. And in the case of Paul Goldschmidt, as you can imagine, and I, I realize you know, most people who are listening to this, and I guess probably most people who are on the dais have not interviewed Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt could not be more above any nonsense uh, than he is. And it, it, Not only is he above it, he is just completely completely removed from it and detached from it so he was asked I believe this is a exclusive conversations that Ben Frederickson, columnist for the post-dispatch had with these three players and I would say that everybody would agree the three foremost leaders on the team Goldschmidt Arenado and Wainwright uh, so I want to make sure that's why I want to make sure I continue to attribute it to him uh, and he asked Goldschmidt about the possibility of Marmol losing his job And any conversations about it, and Goldschmidt said, "Well, who is going to have those conversations? There would be nothing in this clubhouse outside of that. There is no way I would know what people outside of the clubhouse are saying. But it's not going on inside." And then Goldschmidt went on to say, "His confidence in Marmol's leadership is quote as high as it's ever been. It's pretty simple. We have to play better. We haven't played good enough to win." And that's why we are losing games. You can't blame the coaching staff when we don't perform. We are the ones out there playing. We have not performed as good as we need to. We have not played better than the teams we are playing against. It has not been good enough, and they have beaten us. We are the ones out there playing, and we haven't done a good enough job. Uh, and then he goes and talks to Nolan Aranato. Uh Nolan Arenado. Uh, backs it up and says, our coaches, they work their asses off. They are prepared. They make sure we're prepared. We just don't execute, and that's just what it comes down to. We don't execute. I can see why it's a topic because it's so easy to blame them, easy to blame them. I can't think of a coaching staff that tries to get us more prepared, all of them. They work their butts off and we just don't execute i think it's the players you can pinpoint the coaches all you want but it's the players it's us as a group we don't execute that's why you're seeing us fail and us play really bad baseball because we don't execute everybody including myself i've been terrible with runners in scoring position i've not been consistent on either side of the ball it's the players we don't execute at all and then adam wainwright finally unfortunately we're not heading up holding up our end of the bargain uh, he, as an Ali Mall, is pushing us, he's challenging us, he's positive when he needs to be, but he's also telling us this is not acceptable. What more can a manager do? This is on the players. This is not on the coaches and the manager. So what that article, that column from Ben Fredrickson at stltoday.com, then it falls into a conversation I had yesterday, a conversation uh, I had uh, the night before, uh, that they really are not of the opinion he is going to get let go. And I thought if it was going to happen, it would be right before a road trip. Uh, Matheny was let before let go the Saturday before the All-Star break. I just thought the timing would make sense. And you're just going, okay, we've just got to try something. But the opinion from these two people who, uh, you know, are, are not, you know, they would be in the category of in the know – uh, is that it will not happen this year. If it's going to happen, it would happen in the off season, And then you have Goldschmidt, Arnato and Wainwright going out of their way to defend Ali Marmol. So there is that information. Uh, your thoughts?
1: Let me ask Let me ask you guys something. Unless you lose the clubhouse, which players are bitching about, oh, my God, he's in here doing this. We, you can't stand him anymore. We don't trust him. Unless you lose a clubhouse, isn't that pretty much what every club would say about their manager before they got fired, or if they were going to get fired, that they're behind him. It's our fault. We're playing Because That's usually the case that you're playing bad. You're losing because your team isn't doing anything, but you have to find somebody. You have to make a move if you're going to try to change things. And a lot of times it's the manager, but most players would say that on a bad uh, team.
3: I, 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 here's, here's my thought on that. Cause I think that's a great question. Ben actually addresses that in, in the column with his own words, not with the quotes from the, the three players I read from, Goldschmidt, Arnado, and and Wainwright, this is the way, in my opinion, it usually works. And, Doug, I think, having done it uh, for as long as, as we've both done it, uh, the way that it usually works, when you develop a rapport with certain players, you will find out more, at least in what their opinion is, because there's always two sides to a story. Uh, more often than not, I feel like now, you get – One side, especially if one side fits into whatever your predetermined narrative is, but uh, that you will hear what the truth or what their real opinion is away from the microphone uh, in a conversation, Um, because I would agree that on the record, you're not going to find a player lighting up a manager. I mean, hell, it did It did happen. It was kind of passive-aggressive, and it was more like the Tavon Austin subtweet plan. But Yadier Molina undercut Mike Matheny often on his Instagram, which to me was, you know, not the most impressive conduct, but whatever. I know some people really liked it. Uh, but that's not the way I would want somebody I'm working with to handle business, on doing, being passive-aggressive on social media, especially when he's, you know, your unofficial captain um but uh i think ben frederickson would be in the know and again like i said i had this conversation yesterday and this person goes the the players absolutely love him and if anything if they were to fire him it would cause bigger problems so uh you know again whether one agrees with it or not what i'm doing here is, is passing this along not just with my conversations but also with uh, what Ben Fredrickson is writing. So there's two different conversations, in my opinion. One is, should he be fired? And then the other is, will he be fired? And I can't speak to everybody's opinion on the former because that is in the eye of the beholder. But as to whether or not it is likely to happen, my information and then what you see in this article today would lend itself to no matter what, it's not going to happen. And that honest that part surprises me.
2: Yeah, I'm, there's just a lot of things a manager can't can't help you with. I mean, did you fault him for the, his use in the bullpen yesterday? I don't think you could. Who else would you have wanted to have but Gallegos there in the ninth inning trying to close it down? Who else they got? Well, it wasn't his fault that Gallegos put one down the middle for Yastrzemski? I mean, it reflects on the manager that oh, you brought in, he blew another save. But their bullpen has 15 saves and 15 blown saves. If you just fix that. If they had half that many blown saves, you'd be right near the top of the division. All he can do is put the best guys out there that he has, and that's kind of what he's done. But, you know, on the flip side is, at some point, you've got to do something to shake him up, whether the players like him or not. At some point, I don't know how it could get any worse than this. And that's, that's that's
3: what I go back to. I, and I, and I, I hate, if anything, I love the fact, and I know this gets into the NBA and, you know, dog avatars immediately are triggered by any mention of the association, but just as a 10-second aside, I love the fact, couldn't, you know, certain, care any less for the fact that Stan Kroenke won another championship, but I like the fact that that ownership group kept Mike Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, uh, around when they could have let him go because, in my opinion, coaches are and managers are let go way too often. I feel like it used to be in the NBA and NHL way more than Major League Baseball and the NFL, and now I feel like it's everywhere. It's in college football too and college basketball. But I do think it takes time to have a person be able to instill their program. However, along with that conversation comes, if you, it's one thing if you're the Washington Nationals and you're 26 and 40. There was no expectation for the Washington Nationals. The Cardinals have, at this point, you know, a 391 winning percentage through 69 games in the season. I mean, you're approaching the halfway point. And I think still people go, well, maybe they'll turn it on. But even if they do, and even if they were to win 50 games, which would be a lot of the remaining schedule based on the current pace, they're still going to finish well below 500. They'd have 77 wins. So unless you're just going to write off the season – uh I would think that you have to do something. Because, again, Paul Goldschmidt, I know it might sound odd because we're kind of used to Cardinal players being around for a super long time. Paul And Paul Goldschmidt has only been here since, what, after the 18 season, I believe, is Mm -hmm. when he came over. Right, yeah, it was after the 2018 season. So he hasn't been here that long. Well, he's up after next year. And on top of it, he's already in his mid-30s. So there's just – There's just math on that. And then you have another guy, it's the MVP, and you have another guy who could be an MVP at some point, certainly not at this moment, on the other side of the infield. And I would think you would want to seize that opportunity also along with the fact that there isn't an Atlanta Braves or a Tampa Bay Rays or a Texas Rangers in the division. And so you have a team that's two games over 500 that's leading the division. And I just would think that even if he isn't the one who you would say it's on him, that you would do something somewhere to attempt to shake it up. And, again, I I recognize, and I agree with you, Doug, like what what did Ali Marmol do yesterday that was his fault? From my standpoint, nothing. But the Cardinals lost five of six to two teams that, you know, could be in the playoffs with the expanded playoffs. And I, I do think the Reds are live for the Central, but that's not necessarily an endorsement of the Reds so much as it's a criticism of the Central. Um, I would be surprised if the Giants are in the mix for the West. And, and you, you're about to go on an 11-game road trip. Just the timing from that standpoint. If you're going to throw a Hail Mary, that's why I thought it was live. But as it turns out, you know, at least amongst the key guys in that clubhouse, uh, he has a great deal of respect. So all I'm doing is passing that along, and then that's corroborated by what Ben Frederickson wrote. Plowhawk, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit. And we haven't heard from you since I started talking about this. What are your thoughts?
0: Um, I kind of had a feeling. I said the other day that his job would be safe till the end of the year. I don't think they want to portray, you know, issues in the clubhouse four managers in what six or eight years. I forgot what exactly it was. They don't want to be one of those teams talked about in the league, to where you, you know, it, it's kind of falling apart at the seams. Um, I, I'm more shocked that the players have his back. It just doesn't seem like in the clubhouse, or like, not in the clubhouse, but like in the dugout. It just seems like everybody's going through the motions. Everybody's tight, walking on eggshells. Um, So that I was surprised with, but I'm not surprised with Marmol finishing out the season now. If they didn't do it, you know, a week ago, I'm just curious about what they're going to be doing at the trade deadline. I mean, they're clearly out of it. There's no way you can pick yourself up by the bootstraps now, correct? Like... It seems I, like it's I over. Still,
3: I mean, I I I still would say I wouldn't rule them out. I, I and I know that's that sounds so counterintuitive, it, but it has nothing to do at all with what they're doing. Obviously, it'd be very strange if I said, "Yeah, look at the way they're playing." I mean, they've they've been a, a disaster ever since that stretch in, a, in the middle of May. Um, but it's just because of the division, the division's so bad. That's why I, I say that. Um, and another thing, Carl Ellen just brought this up, and this is a very Interesting observation, and I thought this, and this doesn't uh, fit into the quotes. Uh, ben is big on this, the, the, the Tyler O'Neill thing, and to be clear, you know my position and Doug. I think we were in lockstep the morning after that that happened, and, and continue to talk about it. This is the overriding principle, and if I'm representing your opinion incorrectly, please please say so, Doug. Right. It's it's not about oh my God, he lost the clubhouse when he did that. It's not what I said. What I said, and I think, and again, this you don't have to be in Major League Baseball or in sports to feel this way. Picture yourself in wherever it is that you work, and if the person you report to in front of the office, uh, and because most people aren't going to have their jobs talked about in the media, but in front of the office staff, your effort is called out individually, you wouldn't really think too highly of that manager. And that's it. That, that's, that's all it is. Now, if your effort is called out in a private one-on-one or two-on-one meeting, not in front of the rest of the team, so to speak, the staff, that's a different conversation. That's what I was talking about. And in my experience, bad leaders, some of whom our audience would be familiar with, do that kind of thing. And good leaders do not do that kind of thing. That's all that was. And it was surprising considering Ali Marmol does not have, say, Tony LaRusse's gravitas. Uh, and also that in a bit of a surprising move, Tyler O'Neill was the starting center fielder at the beginning of the year, not Dylan Carlson. And you're five games in and you're calling out uh, his effort, specifically in the media when you had already addressed it with him behind closed doors. So what is the upside of taking him down? In the media. So, along those lines, uh, Ben Fredrickson writes, revisionist history about Marmol's early season call-out of Tyler O'Neill's base running is the bigger reach, one supported more by fiction than facts. Marmol's challenge of O'Neal came with support from the clubhouse. How, then, could it be the reason Marmol, according to some, lost the clubhouse? Uh, and to be clear, that is not something... I'm. What I am continuing to say, and I will say it until I'm gone... Uh, is that that is just not the way that great leaders, in my experience, lead? You don't call people's effort, 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 effort. That's a different thing than performance. Effort out in public, especially to the media, but I would just say in a conference room at whatever place you work, especially if you aren't sitting on, like, a decade's worth of credibility. Uh, you've got a year and a half. Uh, so Now, maybe people are doing that, in St. Louis media are fans. I have no idea. I can't speak to it. I don't get a chance to listen to as much stuff as I would really like to. But that, then he said, how then could it be the reason Marmol, according to some, lost the clubhouse, Marmol and O'Neill's relationship being on the rocks has a lot more to do with O'Neal and the team's relationship being on the rocks than the manager's standing with the players not named O'Neal. And what I would say surprises me from that is Marmol's challenge. I'm reading a quote. Marmol's challenge of O'Neal came with support from the clubhouse. I have to tell you, that sentence there surprises me. If indeed the clubhouse was saying, yeah, make sure you mention this in your post-game press conference, I would totally get if guys in the clubhouse were irritated with Tyler O'Neill for things that we're not aware of, uh, including the way he rounded third base in the fifth game of the season and wanted Ali Marmol to say something to him in private. But I don't think it would speak real highly, but I also don't believe it's necessarily the case if take your pick of whatever leaders on the clubhouse wanted Ali Marmol to go out in his post-game press conference and call him out. In the media, that would really surprise me uh, because that's just not that's t- outside looking in, although I've interviewed, you know, Adam Wainwright, Nolan Arnato Paul Goldschmidt, not to say that those would be the guys. But I mean, those are the three current faces of the team. If they were like, yeah, go out and take them out in the media. I mean, that's just not the way that that. It's just not the way the, the, those guys in particular would work. I mean, it's just not the way that it would work. So, anyway, there's the, that's what Carl Ellen was referencing, which I did think was a very interesting part of that column as well. Doug, what do you think?
2: Yeah, the, the O'Neal thing still puzzles me. I, I've never looked at him and said, boy, that's a guy that's really not given 100%. I, I've never had that thought. And that the play in question, he got thrown out barely by the guy with the best arm in the league in Acuna. Yeah. Why why they chose that moment to to make a stand? I, I was always puzzled by that. It didn't didn't work very well for anybody involved. But you know, managers just like players can make mistakes sometimes. And I think, Ollie made a big mistake that day in that post game. But uh, big picture, it just gets down to guys not getting the big hit. Goldschmidt and Arenado both struck out three times yesterday. They just can't seem to get the big hit with runners in scoring position when they really need it. And it's this is happening to guys that have done it their whole careers, and they're, they're not doing it now. So I think a lot of people would like to see a change just because I don't think Marmol is very popular among the fan base for whatever reason. I think people would like to see a change just for change's sake at this point. But whether it's going to happen, I kind of mm. doubt it.
1: What's even more surprising is, is nothing is being done from the front office. I mean, even if it's bringing up Mason Wynn and putting DeYoung on the bench... Even if, I don't know, look at some of the guys in Memphis that have ERAs under three that have three or four saves. Hey, bring one up. What are you going to lose? Oh, can't send Verhagen down. Can't send Pellante down. They're doing so great. Send a couple guys down and bring some guys up. And see, that's where you found some of your closers in the past. You bring a guy up, and wow, he's got five saves in a row. Why do you hate Jake Woodford? I, I
2: don't. They brought him up, what, yesterday he pitched. Two days ago. You know, whenever Helsley got hurt. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I mean, but they're, they're not... I'm talking about guys that can get into the game, and you send guys down and take their place. I mean, do something, but they do nothing. Except yesterday, a different lineup. That's because it's a day game after a night game. But it's the same lineup every night, the same pitching staff. Nobody goes down. You don't bring anybody up to try something. And you're 15 games under 500. let's just keep throwing this out. there. We're bound to win again. game. I mean, maybe as you look at it, we've lost five and a six, but we picked up a half a game. So you just keep doing that. You do the math. You know, by the end of the year, you probably are tied.
2: I imagine if they had somebody they thought was ready, he'd be here.
1: No, How do you know they're him? ready unless you bring them up?
2: Well, if they're not killing in a AAA, they probably well, I think they're just not said ready.
1: there's three or four guys down at the RA's under three that are relief pitchers. The, the Prank, thing Prank, is, here, Memphis, but still,
3: the thing is, which kind of would blow people's minds. But if you look at the Cardinals' pitching performance, starting rotation actually in particular, and it's not. Absolute, because there certainly have been some that haven't been good. Um, But over the last, I would say, approximately three weeks, it's actually been uh, in the top 25% in baseball. So, you know, Jordan Montgomery, you know, was he lights out yesterday? No. I mean, hell, he hadn't recorded an out, and the Giants had already scored a run and looked like they were about to break the thing open in the top of the first inning. But then he was able to go a decent distance into – the game, and uh, and the Cardinals had already taken the lead, and it wasn't like he, you know, got through five innings and allowed six runs and just kept it going. He he managed that uh, early inning disaster, and the Cardinal rotation, my point being, Flaherty had been outstanding up until his recent start. Miles Michaelis has been on. Uh, the, the starting pitching, again, it's by no means is it great, but recently it's been more about offense. and converting opportunities with runners in scoring position, which they're they're failing to do. They had opportunities yesterday to break that thing open. Uh, you know, Jordan Walker is absolutely hitting. They moved him up to fifth in the lineup yesterday. He delivered again. But you got a little peek, and I don't know how closely people were watching this, at the liability he is defensively on a ball that I think honestly – All of us would have made look easier than he did that little short uh, Mm -hmm. shot to left center that he caught. You know what I'm talking about, where he overran it. Looked like he might have, you know, gone Joe Theismann with his legs. Yeah, blew the tire uh, because he, you know, he just he's just a a liability now. His offense is clearly there, and that's that's exciting. Uh, Jackson, I think we were talking about it after the game. I don't know who I was talking about it with, uh, but maybe it was you, Nolan Gorman, and how he's. Uh, been struggling relative to the way that he mm-hmm. started out, so it's uh, it's it's a team that at this moment it's actually more about offense than it is about pitching. But there are issues across the club. That that's yeah. the thing. There are yeah, now
1: I was talking mainly relievers, um, and I know there's different rules with options and that who can be option, how many options, things like that. But if you're not going to fire, you, if you would fire a manager to shake things up. I think we all agree. I mean, it's not more fault, but you, you do that to shake things up. Well, change the roster a little bit and shake things up, see what happens because this isn't working.
5: You're Right about that, it certainly.
0: Yeah. Is but not if you working. don't blow it up, then what are you doing? I'm bringing the same Joe Schmoes next year. I'm I'm that, way more interested what you do in the next couple weeks. That's that's why I just
3: I'm I'm really surprised unless they're just going. Holy crap, we've got Helsley out. We have all of our outfield is beat up. It's just not happening this year. And maybe they've they've arrived at that conclusion and they're comfortable with it. It just isn't the way it's been since Bill DeWitt has owned this team. And and hey, these things are going to happen. I mean, hell, the run that they've been on is and by that I mean the regular season run, postseason wise. You certainly can't make reference to that because it hasn't been there. They've won one series uh in the last nine years. But with regards to them just going, okay, we're just gonna accept it and see what winds up happening and we'll we'll turn our attention toward twenty twenty four. That just hasn't been their their business plan. And so that is why just kind of riding with it, that's the part that really surprises me. But when I speak with people in the know, that doesn't surprise them in any way. And, it, it, and if anything, it's it's their expectation. Your thoughts are welcome. 314 881 T-M-A-5. Uh, that is how you can text, and you can call in 636-9004-TMA. Uh, you'll get a chance to talk with the great O who is in the uh, Seckman Studios today. Iggy is in studio, but because we only have the four cameras when I pop up from a remote location, Doug, today, my basement, uh, mm-hmm. then, then somebody has to go. And Jackson, you said... I want the audience to see me, and you dispatched Iggy, and mm. uh, and he doesn't get on camera. That's that cool. is oh. not the, it.
1: Uh, the case. Oh, that's not it. Jackson actually told me to sit in the middle, that you have to be on camera. And I said, I'd rather not be on camera if we don't have one. I will Boy. I will say, I will go ahead and give my camera up to Jackson, let him sit in the middle, and I'll sit over here. how so you
2: sacrifice your face time?
1: It was Jackson who wanted me to sit there, and I said, nope, have at it. I can sit over here and... Jackson's popcorn. an honorable gentleman.
5: Thank you. Yeah, well, I think a good point guard knows that you get the ball in the hand of the hottest shooters, and, that you know, mm. I got Clay Thompson to my left here, so I wanted yeah. to get him on camera. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to be on camera now, Doug. I got a Are little tan after yesterday. Well, in case darker? anybody's
1: caring about what I'm want. wearing. wearing,
3: wearing I guess. Oh, yeah, come over here, buddy. Oh, it's going to oh. pop up YouTube.com slash Doug, it's a Casey shirt.
2: Okay. He's proud of it, too. Yeah. You're I love my it.
1: Casey swag and my... Point swag and my WIL swag, and it's just swag, right? It's not SCH <laughs> swag,
2: it's swag. But
5: it's like putting a little sauce on the top of the sushi there, Doug.
2: I guess that's what it is. I don't do that either.
3: Really, uh, Doug, yeah. you're familiar with Big Old Fan. He and the Plowhawk are gonna meet in the squared circle at some
5: point. Yeah, you know. he
3: says, What is Iggy talking about? They're not multiple relievers in Memphis with under
5: two ERAs. Oh, he, said three. Look. he said three, to be fair.
1: He said, oh, go look at three. their. Go look at the stats. Big old fan. Go look at the. I stats. I know JoJo Romero's like 2.4. There's another guy with 1.8.
5: There was a moment last season where we thought JoJo Romero would be the only uh, trade deadline move, and it yeah. all hell was going to break loose because Juan oh, Soto God. was sitting there. Yeah, I, uh, I,
3: that, was a, that was a period of hours that you're going, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Uh, hey, Jeff Lottman is a loyal TMA listener, and he has one hell of a real estate business. Doug, you know what he is? He's a friend of the show. Well,
2: that's he good.
3: Is a, he is a friend of the show. His name is Jeff Lottman. He's online at JeffLottman.com, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N. Com. He uh, joined Compass to start and build Compass St. Louis into the number one luxury brand in St. Louis as Compass, the largest luxury broker in the world. He has been doing it for 22 years with over half a billion in sales. But it's not like he's only going to be listing a house if it's worth millions of dollars. Even though he recently was featured in the Wall Street Journal for selling the most expensive home in St. Louis, no sir, uh, he'll never turn down a referral, no matter the price. Luxury is much more about the experience than the price. They treat all their clients the same way, and he can connect buyers and sellers in other cities across the world. Jeff Lotman.com, longtime TMA listener a uh, friend of the program, and he is online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's Jeff Lottman with Compass Realty. And if you are looking for a place to enjoy a libation, we would like to recommend Maggie O'Brien's and the great Eddie McVeigh. You can park there before or after uh, a Cardinal game and take the shuttle for $2 if you're parking in the Market Street location. And, of course, a great t- place to tailgate, before and after a doggies game it is maggie o'brien's on market street and sunset hills been doing it for four decades a local family-owned irish pub giving you great food and great service and a great time. It's Maggie O'Brien's and I here at our house have had parties catered by Maggie O'Brien's and they do an incredible job. Those chicken wings, so good. Toasted ravioli and many more options all from Eddie McVeigh and Maggie O'Brien's longtime TMA sponsor and uh, certainly also a friend of the show. It's Maggie O'Brien's and you know the name of the game. It is support the sponsors, Maggie O'Brien's. Mungan asked the sponsor of our 7 O'Clock Hour online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com and the Daily fantasy sports showdown. Iggy, when do we have balls in the air for the U.S. Open? It's got to be coming up here in about uh, what an hour or
1: two. I would eight forty-five St. Louis time, Tim. So wow, six forty-five on under. the West Coast. Yeah, we got one hundred fifty-seven players. You got to get them out there early.
3: You got a strode cast for L.A. or does your Doppler not get out to uh, Southern California?
1: Uh, it's going to be nice. I mean, temperatures are going to stay in the seventies. Now you may have uh, you may have a marine layer. Uh, oh no, marine no, yeah, no, yeah. layer alert. <laughs> May have a marine issue layer uh, early in the morning. We'll see. That just comes out of nowhere, Doug. You can't predict the marine layer. You can't. It uh, depends on the humidity and the weather in the morning and the temperature and things like that. Um,
2: well, if it depends on that, it seems like you could predict it.
1: Well, it comes in out of nowhere. I mean, just like, you know, you know, storms come in in Florida in the afternoon out of nowhere. I mean, you just they, they don't know the weather in Florida. They say, chance of rain this afternoon. Yeah, well, it's going to
5: rain at 3.30 every day. There's oh, a chance it
1: may. It'll be about 10,000 degrees know. after it rains. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the rain stays away. It's going to be uh, light winds, but if you get that marine layer, Doug... Yeah. Marine layer. Seems to be the key. That, that uh, softens up the greens, and that's not what the USGA wants. Can you explain the marine layer to
5: a layman like myself?
1: Well, what happens is the temperature over the, over the ocean cools down. So instead of that burning off, it...
2: What's burning off?
1: Well, the marine layer, the sun, and the humidity will burn that off, but when the temperature stays down, it's cool, the humidity's down, yeah. that doesn't burn off when the sun comes up. Mm. So the marine layer will move.
2: That's like fog? Yeah. Marine layer is fog.
1: Similar to fog, yeah. And it will uh, soften up the greens because it's a kind of a moisture. Itself. Fog softens greens. Well, no. Marine layer does. It has... It has uh, liquid in it. It has uh, precipitation has in it. Okay. Just like uh you know moisture. you sweat. Yeah oh you get hot, humidity, yeah. you sweat. Mm. Sure. That's what's happening. The 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 sky is sweating.
2: The sky is sweating. That's right. That isn't that just
1: rain? No. No it isn't. It's dew. It's moisture. Dew and moisture. There's a difference. You know you get up in the morning and you see dew on the greens. Sure you do. It's yeah. not rain. No. LACC seems to be a decent amount away from the Pacific Ocean. Well, no, you still get marine layer, so I not Oh, really?
3: That's... Well, you mean it's not really. So it's, it's right up. Uh, it's on Wilshire right the, there, from the Santa, yeah. Santa Monica Pier.
5: Yeah, it's. Uh, I bet. with Like I'm thinking, in the wrong way. I'm thinking like traffic, like how long it would take from like Santa Monica to get to. LAC.
1: Well, it LAC. Take seven hours, even <laughs> yeah. though I think it's only. Yeah, the like distance a is. is yeah, unaffected. So um. Yeah, if no marine layer, I mean there'll be no delay in the starts in the morning, but. Uh, they don't want the marine layer doug they want it to be fast
2: mm. but who's they
1: the usga well, hell with them. <laughs> yeah, they don't want uh I don't
2: care what they want
1: <laughs> they don't want 16 under winning like Kepka did why a few not? years ago why
2: would that hurt anything
1: they wanted they want a test 16 under isn't a test and this golf course is hard i mean there's i don't know what hole it is 13 i saw on the golf channel they dropped a ball on the edge of the left side of the fairway which perfect shot they dropped it, and the ball rolled 45 oh, yeah. yards across the fairway into the right rough. Like
5: it's that. the biggest funnel I've mm. possibly ever seen on the fairway. That's stupid. That's miniature all funnels to the right. That's,
1: that's why I'm that's looking stupid. for elite ball strikers.
2: That's a poor <laughs> <a> rule. Poor...
1: <laughs> you have to know where to put it in the fairway. Oh, look, I'm right in the middle of the fairway. Nope, that rolled in the right rough. That's and just, the rough is no just, joke out there It's That's either. just
2: building a bad course. No, it's If, it, not. if it's like that. No. There's no point punishing the perfect you got to play
1: angles, Doug.
2: Yeah, it's stupid.
1: Well, it's, I, like seeing, minis- it. it's I like seeing. I like seeing that kind of because you know everybody's in it. You may be three strokes down on the back nine. And this guy could triple bogey this hole, and bring twenty guys back into the tournament. I like tournaments like that where, you know, you may be up by five strokes, but so what? There's a triple bogey right around the corner.
3: It's a fog, you dummy! I know. I grew up literally on the ocean. That's from the Warson Woods wacko, and he is tired of hearing about
5: marine layers. <laughs>
1: Slight flex too. Well, what do you call it? We're delayed from fog. No, it's a marine layer. It comes from the ocean. We get fog here. Where do you think, do you think it comes from the ocean? River here? to
5: pear, Doug. I mean, it's from the river to pear, it come right? from here? River to pear. I
1: don't know where it comes from here, but it comes from fog. It the humidity <laughs> and the temperature. But oh, in, when you're by an ocean, it's called a marine layer. Well, you think the river hey, to lived pear... I on an ocean. I grew up in an ocean. I'm rich.
2: Look, it's Ned Reynolds. It was Ned Reynolds. You
5: think the river to pear marine layer smells funny?
2: <laughs> river to pear smells funny. <laughs> so just a backup canal is so, all it
5: is so, Don't you think that the marine layer coming off of it would...
2: Always a car
0: in there
5: If you're by an ocean See, it's that,
0: called that, a marine that is layer true, is If
1: you're not way. by an ocean it's called fog Huh
5: So like in San Francisco when like the All that fog is over the Golden Gate Bridge Is that a marine layer? Could be and there we go.
3: Unnecessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Where oh, it a lives. marine layer depends on the temperature and the weather, kind of like any other weather-related event. Profound take paw paw piss pants. Don't oh. that's, from, that's from right out in the parking lot. Mm. You can see him, uh, and that's uh, little Tommy Tribbs. Well, well, oh, that's
1: from right. Tribbs. I mean, I was asked a question, and I answered it. Why don't you go fall off your bike and
3: oh. wash <clears throat> your
1: knee off in the fountain? <laughs> nice. And the fountain is active. It is the Mugging Ass
3: St. Louis Acura alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Munganast, Jamie Burkhard, Clayton Patterson. We saw Clayton Patterson at the game yesterday. Wonderful to see him. Peter Munganast uh, at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganast, get it serviced at Munganast. Uh, and you can use the secret number to go right to what Doug calls the muckety-mucks, 314 314- Text them any questions, comments, requests you may have. You know they're going to take care of our listeners. It's Mungan St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, presenting sponsor of Balloon Party, 7 o'clock hour sponsor of TMA, and also the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. They are the best. It's Mungan St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Go see what they have, uh, both pre-owned wise and uh, luxury vehicles, new vehicles. They got it all for you at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Uh, quite a situation yesterday at uh, at Ballpark Village following the game. Um, KG and O-Town, I guess you're the only other person there who could speak to it because you were bearing witness, Doug. Uh, the DJ, who is uh, the gentleman... Uh, who is known as that one guy on his jersey yeah. at Busch Stadium? He was uh, spinning tunes at uh, at Bailey's Live, and there were some ladies out there on the dance floor. Oh you know, yes, what there they was. were. They were hungry for love. Oh, were they, they? really? were. They were hungry for love, and Jackson was eyeing them, and he was oh. really thinking about going out there
4: <laughs> yeah. and just
3: seeing what the word was. Uh, he was thinking about it so. Uh, really in depth that I I put a a pile of cash on the table to try to incentivize him with an understanding that I would shoot video of it, own the intellectual property, uh, and he would have to be out there a minimum of 15 minutes. So he obviously really Mm -hmm. wanted to do it, um, but Jackson never got a chance to do it. And I bet you woke up this morning regretting, feeling like you you missed a two-foot putt, and it it probably cost you uh, a great opportunity.
5: You know, Tim, I was looking down upon the dance floor yesterday uh, and hearing the tunes, my foot tapping—it really was a lot of pitbull
3: playing yesterday. Yeah, you know, oh, there was. Damn it! Uh,
5: it was a real opportunity for me not only to make money but make friends. How much money did he offer? Friends you? that could last a lifetime—an uh, undisclosed amount.
2: How much money?
5: I, I truly Ten don't bucks, remember. Ten bucks, twenty, a hundred? A couple units?
1: Yeah, a couple units. Were you not drunk
5: enough? Um, well, I should say prob- drunk.
1: Where you hit? I don't feel people. like I, I. don't feel like Rick
3: was out, Iggy. I don't feel no. like Rick was out because Rick no. was
1: out in Jamaica. He got up on stage Rick and danced was out with in Doug. Right. Uh, the,
5: the key that in Jamaica is there are no keys in my pocket. I had to drive home yesterday, so there was no oper- I wasn't going to get drunk or even close to that. So, but that doesn't mean I can't dance. I like to dance, Doug. Do you really? Sober, oh. drunk, I don't care. Oh, I, if the music's good enough. I'll dance, and I'll dance with anybody, to really? be honest with Why you. Why didn't you get up there? The, the tunes were—there was one—they played Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. and I think Mark Ronson, who's Lady Gaga's uh, yep. close collaborator. And um, and that is one of my favorite songs to dance to. I can really cut up a rug when that song can comes you out. Really? Yeah, I really do like that one.
2: And not hurt yourself.
5: Yeah, oh yeah. It'd be just fine. Pitbull
2: Timberland. What song?
5: Timberland. Isn't that the collaborator working? I think I'm thinking of Kesha uh, Timber. Oh, Timber by Kesha with Pitbull. With, with Pitbull. Oh, okay. Um,
1: it's kind of like a country tune. Kinda.
5: They played that yesterday. That played. Did they? I, that I would have. I would have started moving and grooving to that. How old were
2: these ladies? You had your eyes on.
5: <laughs> well, that's 24. Mm, times 40, two. Yeah, 44.
1: Now we're good. Now we're oh, now nice. we're hovering that's around that's the you right ever, s- number. Do you ever see that one that I sent a picture of? Do you ever see her again?
5: Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, she over there. Doug, what are we talking
1: about? I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, it's a secret like,
2: talk on the public station. She,
1: she, <laughs> no, she was she was at our she was at our I'm going to think I know what he's talking about. She was at about. our TMA. Oh, wow, KG at O-Town. She was at our live broadcast. Th- the- these were not the women who are dancing. Well, I'm not, not going to I don't know her name. I I get it. I'm just asking Jackson. The listeners aren't part of this. She was at. Take a break. I'm (laughs) telling
2: (laughs) you. The listeners can take a break. We're telling people to turn off their radios right now so we can talk amongst ourselves.
5: (laughs) She was not on the dance floor, um, but uh, these women, they sure were. And. Right, I was thinking about it when the one song came out, and then an, another gentleman went out there to dance. Oh, did he? And he, I would describe him as swarmed. He was swarmed. Oh, really? And I said, they I, were mean, interested. I don't know if I wanted to Absolutely. You talking about the American flag fella? Uh, yeah, he had a flag with him. He had Old Glory with him. And, How many uh, women
2: were out there dancing?
5: Upwards of five. Oh. Yeah. 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 And, um, and there
2: wasn't one that caught your eye?
5: Well, no. Um,
2: <laughs> because not, they were but, old enough to be your mother.
5: That's part of it, yeah. you know. But that age is just a number, Doug, and uh, I think that's Depends important to note. Depends on how desperate note. you are, right? And so, and like I said, I'll dance with anybody. Will you? Yeah. Dancing itself can be very platonic, you know. You and I could dance. You dance with Walter Payton. Do you I have, did. Do you have a but, relationship?
2: Uh, he was he was leading, <laughs> and I felt bullied into dancing with him. <laughs> His Bailey? Ah. Did he grab your belt? The, the photographer's belt. He tried to take it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is Bailey- Guys yeah.
3: let me make this straight Let me get this straight So the cracked leather jockstrap is taking photos of random women At TMA shows Creep level 1000 Doug that's from the veiled prophet
2: mm-hmm.
1: Is Bailey's paying their rent on that place?
5: <laughs> I think they just pay for the sign dog
1: But I mean are they paying for that?
5: I, I mean, do bankrupt. you have any of the financials? <laughs> they're anymore. bankrupt. I mean, are they paying their
1: rent or paying for their signage there? Take it down if they're, they're not. Paid they're they're
3: picking the and choosing what they're paying. Okay. Right. Uh, they have chosen to not pay many Major League Baseball teams recently, and Major League Baseball is flawlessly broadcasting Padres games like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going uh, to not pay my rent and just continue to live there. Yeah, A lot of people say, do we, that. We, uh, Bailey's is uh, the way it works. So
3: this, uh, this lass who Iggy brought up, uh, was at the uh, at Ballpark Village. She was not, as Jackson noted, one of the ladies he was very tempted by on the dance mm-hmm. floor, even right. though I, the pile of cash I had thrown <laughs> onto the table didn't get him on the dance floor. Um, and then my understanding is one of the salespeople at uh, Hubbard Radio St. Louis texted me and Jackson and said she yelled when he walked out to the parking lot, free dotum, at him oh. in an Uber. So she really is not just, you know, an attractive lass, who I think, uh, that th- I think this is who Iggy took the picture of. Gotta be. Okay. But she's a, Doug, she's a fan of the program. And if that is indeed the case, I would say we're talking about, in a stunning development, a lady in her 20s, Uh, who is a loyal listener who yelled out to one of our salespeople, free
5: dotum. How about that one? It's a lousy
2: thing to yell. (laughs) It's a a vile thing to yell.
5: I met another young female listener uh, at the ball yard. Look at this guy, Doug.
2: Gosh, you were moving and
5: shaking. Uh, I went to go grab a bottle of water. And then what happened? And I said, uh, "Excuse me," you know, as I walked past somebody. She goes, "Are you Jackson? I recognize your voice from TMA." So not not she clearly listens if she could rec- all I said was "Excuse me," you know. Really? If she picked up on that.
2: Wow, look at know. this guy. Yeah. So, I saw
5: I saw a lady walk up and put a beer right in his hand. Yeah.
2: Wow, look at this guy. kind of throwing around your celebrity.
5: Listen, I just was sitting there enjoying the ball game. Um, My brother and sister-in-law were there. I sat with them for a little bit and uh, having a good time. If people want to drop me off a beverage, who am I to say no? There were a lot of ladies
1: there. I saw Rebecca was there. I saw Laura.
5: Doug, uh,
2: Rebecca, and Laura.
1: Erica was there. She had a... Erica was there. ...iggy for mayor hat on. Wanted me to sign oh. it, but I didn't have a Sharpie. No, you can't sign. Um, you can't sign during a game. Katie Cup was the there. Crowds, was I don't know if she got you. to the game. I think they all went over to Steve at Bone Park Village. I don't know if they made it to the game. This is huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there were quite a few women there who listened to the show.
3: Doug, me, we yeah. we are essentially now competing with Courtney for the female audience yep. in
2: St. Louis. Like I mean, it. that's what this show is. Yeah, it, it sure feels like it. Jackson can't go anywhere anymore without the, the women thro- literally throwing themselves at him, apparently.
1: Our sales staff was there. Corey was there. Maggie was there. Um, Melissa from our promotions department was there. If I'm missing anybody, I apologize. But... What about Ann Heche? Yeah,
2: what about her? <laughs> she, I didn't see this. her. <laughs> no. well, she's not with us anymore, either. Huh? No.
5: Makes it even hit closer to home. Yeah. It's too soon. Yeah, but they're uh, the women on the dance floor, I don't believe were TMA listeners. You, know? you don't think so? Didn't How's strike it? me as such. Um, maybe the gentleman who got swarmed by them was, yeah, was a them. TMA listener. What if happened to him? Is, call in. I don't know. I <laughs> looked like he was swallowed they, they, whole.
2: They carried him away. Yeah.
3: I think he probably is. Uh, he was rubbed raw for oh. over the last <laughs> oh. 24 hours, to be my guess. But this last. Who Iggy is making reference to uh, y- that yelled "Free dotum, Uh We were saying like Jackson, why don't you why don't you make a play? But Jackson believed she was a married woman, married to one of the TMA listeners. And Doug, this is a program that does not cuck its listeners. No, <laughs> no. no,
5: respect the sanctity of no. marriage.
2: I don't think we have any right track record <laughs> of it. You just listeners. dissented on that position. Have you cucked a listener?
5: Wouldn't stop me. <laughs>
1: Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score? Well, he may be a listener, but so is she.
5: <laughs> and that means green flag.
1: Go ahead. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Green so you think,
3: goes. Iggy, he would have been honored for Jackson to go and pursue his wife because he's a listener?
1: I think some people are such big lemmings of the show that they'd be honored if someone on the show
2: cucked hey. them. Oh, wow. Come on. <laughs> Not the case. I would
5: I wouldn't mind moonlighting as a bull. Um, yeah, naughty off. <laughs>
4: little
1: girl I was. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, Dillion.
5: You uh, would moonlight as a bull? I don't see why not. <laughs> don't you think that would be like a nice second? Yeah, act I mean that seemed, me? that
3: seems to me as a great gig. That's a, what a wonderful gig. A bull never gives up.
5: <laughs> right. See that's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> like at, at night? Yeah. You'd run yeah. around to, to yeah, sisters'
5: homes and by you're... day I give takes and by night I
1: Take wives Oh Look I do cameos get <laughs> I get people To send me requests For cameos They can send you a request To come over And service their wives
2: Oh gosh
5: <laughs> Yeah And I, I don't even need payment It would be like altruistic Like I want to make sure everybody. You're
2: doing them a favor
5: Right Well that's the idea Or and it's more
2: husband, of an are you, honor Are you doing the husband A favor <laughs>
1: Sure yeah, if they're big enough lemming, they'd be on. Oh, I can't believe Jackson was with my wife last night. Oh, I'm not I'm never washing that pillow again.
2: Oh. You think maybe we're taking uh. ourselves a little too seriously? I don't think we're that taking was ourselves seriously. we huge stars. Enough. We're on HD2. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you I, not-
3: so once, once Jackson rejected my, what I thought was a very fair offer to go down there and dance for a minimum of 15 minutes, and again, the contract said I would own all intellectual property, Uh, I then moved those dollars over to my wife, who theoretically owns 50% of those dollars anyway. But nonetheless, I then moved them over to my wife and I said, all right, you go down there and you find out if she's really married and then see if she's not, then make the introduction between Jackson and this lass and then see if we can spark
1: magic mm.
3: between the two. But she rejected that. Yeah. So nobody would take my offer
1: yesterday. Maybe this girl's listening now and knows we're talking about her. I don't she know yelled free it dotum at uh, Dylan, you, I know that. You yeah. yelled free dotum, and I know you had a pair of white pants on. Maybe it was Bill's wife.
2: Oh my God, oh. was that Bill's wife? Gosh, it's what nice red
1: lipstick on, I think, you know, dark top. I don't know what color. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember.
2: Nice red lipstick.
1: <laughs> Those are attractive. If you're listening, call in.
2: Call in, <laughs> lipstick wearer. Can you change my name to the Moonlight Bull? That's
3: from <laughs> Wedding Tackle. He wants that. You name. got it.
2: Uh, Bull for hire. That's kind of what you are.
5: <laughs> yeah, but I don't need money. Essentially, like I don't yeah. like. I think. Wow,
3: Doug. Now he's really flashing his wealth in our face.
5: But it's not even about like like the uh, the side hustle element of it. I want to improve listeners' sex lives, and by extension. <laughs> You sound desperate to me. They're maritalized. The
1: <laughs> me? But
2: you're offering complimentary bull services.
1: Yes, and I think that's a, a nice thing. No, you need to get paid for it. I mean, I keep my, my Cameo at 25 bucks. It's, you know, affordable.
2: We are a gigolo.
1: But if I go, like like I did one yesterday. No, the day before. And uh, it was like eight minutes long. Mm. They had all these bullet points that wanted me to cuck this guy. <laughs> and it was actually a girl who <laughs> wanted me to cuck that's the dude. That's cucking.
2: He, he took it badly. <laughs> and I look at
1: it. I look because I look the timer's going at the bottom of the video while I'm doing I said, And by the way, I said, You know, some of these big time celebrities, they give you 30 seconds. Woo, I'm Ric Flair. Have a happy birthday. And that's it. You pay $150. But bucks you're for not that. on the level of Ric Flair. I'm, I'm no big celebrity. But I'm, I'm looking at the thing. I said, I'm on eight and a half minutes here. I said, So just to be honest, there is a little tip thing here. If you want to throw some extra money in you're there, you're
2: begging for tips.
1: Yeah, I'm not beyond that.
2: Did so I can't believe
1: one? you would do it for free. You should ask for money.
2: Did you get a tip? I don't know. I didn't look. rocky gets the money for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's handling the money for the family.
2: He still, family. Dude, he still <laughs> goes it.
3: through the Kansas City guys in the back of the uh, mm-hmm. deli. If you don't remember what color lipstick she was wearing, Iggy, then check the sneaky picture you took of her Papa Creep, Doug. That's from Tug McGraw, and he closed out the 1980 yeah. World Series. Well, sure it wasn't did. a
1: sneaky picture. She's in a she's in a picture with about. 20 other people I took a picture of the crowd yesterday and she happened to be sitting at a table
2: oh did she
5: I
1: didn't sneak <laughs> a picture of her
2: I want to make love <laughs> okay, that would be Frank. me
5: that would be me you know I'm I live close enough to 44 and 64. I could be anywhere <laughs> uh, in the city or county in 20 minutes flat really ready Look at to, this guy. ready to be an altruistic bull.
2: Complimentary bull services available.
5: Yeah, I, actually, I'll need gas money. That's all I need. Oh,
2: so it's not complimentary.
5: Well, I don't, I, I can't have a loss. I want you know, net square. I don't want to be losing money on this. Yeah, maybe they'll make you a sandwich before you leave. Yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, yeah, like a, just a sandwich, a charcuterie board, something to snack on. Grapes. Oh, nice. I like grapes a lot. It's a yeah. great snack. Um, if you're interested in Jackson serving as a bull
3: for you, please text into the EDF group text mm-hmm. inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Um, if you are Bill's wife, and that was Bill's wife yesterday? I thought Bill's wife had ink, and I don't believe this lass had ink. Doug, did she
2: have ink? I don't even know who we're talking about, Tim. <laughs> Iggy, Iggy, send, Iggy, send her the picture you took.
5: <laughs> did you see Bill's wife's most recent text? No. Uh, what does it say? I can improve Jackson's sex life. Wow, wow, oh, wow. The offers are starting to come in. And she is Bill's wife, so I would be doing yeah. this for Bill. Yeah. This one's for Bill. It's not for I'd, you at all. I would say it. I'd say this one's come for here, Bill. Come here, big fella. Yeah. And then, and then I'd give him a smooch. Um, oh. But yeah, that's kind of how I, you could just put the bull signal up in the sky. And then I, I would hmm. know.
1: Throw that Arnold Palmer went up there, Palsy.
2: Maybe they have that oh, yeah. that service on Google Maps. You know how you can search for restaurants and <laughs> can just search for bulls. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bulls near me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there I am. I well, search for guys <laughs> that want to get cucked. <laughs> guys that want to get cucked.
5: Uh, but I don't want to necessarily do like straight You cooking. don't want to berate a gentleman. No, I don't think I have that in me. I'm not like I'm not a berater. Like as a leader, like I'm a, I inspire. I don't necessarily berate.
2: How many guys would want to get cucked? <laughs> what, what percentage of men know, really a, want? You know, yeah, give us a percentage. It's a
5: kink. American men. Doug, yeah, as you know, uh, we don't kink shame. I, never I
2: have.
1: do. American men? Yeah. Uh, one percent, maybe less than one percent. I would think yeah, it's that's less that's than one percent.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: One percent might be high. Because I think I think four I percent. I think I ten think, percent I think probably get cucked at some point. Right on well, the well, they're there on
2: the Davenport.
1: <laughs> no, they cheated on. Cheated on. That's probably higher to be than like ten percent. I'd probably
2: wanted to be with him. <laughs> I would.
1: I would <clears throat> I'd probably go. Forty-five percent of guys have been cheated on before in their
2: life. Oh, come on.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's high. Forty-five percent of What was your number, Forty-five percent of all men in this country have been cheated on at least once in their lifetime. So you're not including marriage. You're just talking about in general. Well, I'm including marriage and if you're dating somebody and you're... Well, I know
3: that's what I'm saying. That you're not just talking about spouses cheating. No, just you're at about any point in your life, any
1: point in your life, whether you were dating someone, engaged, married... I would actually say higher than that. Yeah, you're probably right. Over.
3: Yeah, I would t- you'd go over KG and O-Town?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now married Good. men I would say probably thirty five percent. Married wow. women one out I... of
3: three wives are cheating.
1: Married women, I would say probably seventy percent. That, that's I would take the high. under on that.
2: Awfully high to no. those
1: numbers. Married women getting cucked.
2: <laughs> getting <laughs> married cocked. women Well getting, getting cheated
1: cocked. on. Married women getting cheated on, I would say. Sixty-five percent of all women, married women in this country, have been cheated on at least once.
2: Sixty-five percent. God, I don't.
3: I would. I still would take the under, honestly. And I'm. I'm pretty uh, pessimistic on uh, altruism, but uh, I would still take the under. What you, where are you going on that one, Doug? You going under or over?
5: I would think under. I would hope under.
1: Well, I'd hope it'd be zero, but that's not the case.
2: Yeah, I know it's not zero.
5: If it's zero, then our business plan is kind of yeah. in the muck. Yeah, so much guys. for pulling around. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Davenport or foot of the bed thing really actually gives me pause. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like a very uncomfortable situation. I had
3: that guy uh, beaten off at the end of my bed that
5: one time, and oh. I just powered on through him. And credit oh. to you, Tim, because I don't know if I have that level of focus in me.
3: If you would have had the two women doing what they were doing in front of me, and then just you come. Doug, I think it was 5 o'clock on my clock. I turned back. Like oh yeah, where'd that guy go? And then he's there in my office chair, pleasuring himself. Oh, C- certainly alarming. But again, I had m- way more positivity in front of me. The 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 alarming setting behind me with the gentleman in my office chair stroking himself oh. was enough to just ignore it. I moved yeah. on. But I think that was probably because I was. Intoxicated. I think if this were like three in the afternoon, I might not have been able to power through as effectively.
5: Right. That's kind of my thoughts on it. And Ugh. and I'd actually be okay with like a davenport or pod plant situation, but like if they're sitting on the foot of the bed and like one of my, uh, my foot catches a piece of a gentleman's thigh hair or something. Oh, <laughs> oh dog! It's oh, getting hotter oh, now. Oh. I think. Bill. I, I think I would. Uh, I think I would become soft as a mouse. Ugh. So. Uh, just because
3: you're a slime ball doesn't mean 70% of married men are cheating. That comes from beer cats.
2: I guess he meant that. I won't touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> why, why not? He's,
5: he's, he's withdrawn. Hello.
2: He's just gone <laughs> silent. Radio silence. For you. Yeah, Hello, Vivian? Hello. No. <laughs>
1: respond to that. Why? I said 65%. For the record.
3: Uh, Love you, Jackson, but the only TMA bulls I'd allow within my marriage would be Tim and Doug. P.S. Great QFTA this week. I can't wait to use the term ass locker in my everyday lexicon. Really wonderful content. Doug, that's from Scott's Wrinkled Ball Sack, but not his wife. It's just from Scott. Himself, and so he is inviting me and you over to the peninsula for an evening.
5: <laughs> I don't even know what the peninsula is. is he teasing? I'll drive.
1: I mean, He'll is he try.
5: teasing right now?
1: It's, no, it's, I'm never involved in those things with him. Once I'd like <laughs> him to say, "Iggy, you're invited to come over and shoot with me, cheat on my wife with me, or cheat on me with my wife." <laughs> she just on, once, you'd like just that come to come over happen. and come over and serve as my wife. It just once, I'd like to be included in that.
2: And you've had your feelings hurt now.
1: No. no. I don't know if that key would get in the car fast enough if you got that in Oh, I he wouldn't even have the sentence done. I'd be halfway there.
2: Would you?
3: Can I call in? And that's from Mr. Licks. Mr. Licks is sideways with KG o Town, or you guys are on good terms? I can't remember where everybody's relationships are.
5: Oh, no. We're 100. Oh, okay.
2: We're right. 100. Well,
3: Mr. Licks, uh, feel free. six three six nine zero zero four TMA. tma Guys, I just tuned in. What is Jackson talking about? That's from Cleavy Wade.
1: Well, go listen to a podcast. We're not here to recap because <laughs> you're
5: I'll do it briefly. Uh, I'm just kind of like... I have the idea, like, I'm just kind of chewing the fat on possibly being a bull for hire. Mm-hmm. But, again, hire is a strong Complementary work.
2: Complementary bull service.
5: Yeah, I would just. You've got to
3: pitch that on balloon parties, see how it plays. <laughs> bull balloon party, that's what
5: we'd be calling it after uh, a couple weeks under the under the belt. Oh,
2: Balloon
1: party.
5: <laughs> Balloon party. Uh, hey, if you are feeling like uh,
3: you are not feeling particularly great, dealing with uh, feeling tired all the time, perhaps putting on some weight, losing muscle, uh, feeling anxious, feeling moody, irritable, these are symptoms of low testosterone. So, what you can do is check out mentality. And you can do that today at lowtusa.com. I checked out Mentality and I got my levels of testosterone checked out at Mentality. Took about 20 minutes. Super friendly staff. Great to get the results. Great to know. What the situation is, and that's mentality at lowtusa.com, a local healthcare facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. When you feel like you don't have the energy or drive to keep up with your kids after work, if you can just feel like you did five or ten years ago, so you can be present with your family and be the father, husband, and friend you know you can be, that's where mentality can help you. It does not matter what age you are, low testosterone can be an issue. With any guy, and even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies the way they do at mentality, and that's why they can help out. Go to lowtusa.com and compete at work and at sports like you did years ago. It's mentality. Lowtusa.com. That is mentality. Sign up to be the TMA lister of the month with milagro Tequila. At TMASTL.com. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila. With Malagro, it's T-M-A-S-T-L dot com. Milagro tequila sponsor of our TMA Listener of the Month, and it is June 15th, so we are heading down the stretch of the month of June. Could Buck Swope repeat as the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month? Apply at T-M-A-S-T-L dot And also compete in the Design Air Heating and Cooling Email of the Day. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Design Air sponsor of our Email of the Day. Buck Swope references the possible Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month because he is a a pretty comfortable lead in the June Design Air Heating and Cooling Email of the Day standings. Uh, He has four wins. Blueberry Pop Pop, Brian Henschen, Kevin Miller, Whittle Beans Kirkwood, Jimmy Stronglegs, and Dodie's Golf Move all have (laughs) One move, Doug. Mr. Lix is on the line, and he wants to talk about it all. Oh, line two, no. Plowsy. Line two.
2: Line two, Plowsy. All right, hello, Lix.
4: Lix. Hey, yeah,
2: yes. Hey, guys. Bring up the energy level a little bit, please. It was a long day yesterday. Why?
4: Uh, I went to the game. Had a lot to drink. Did you? Um. Saw a lot of TMA people. By the way, if you just mouth the word "padel" at Sportsman's, people will light up like a Christmas tree. If you do what now?
1: I didn't catch if all that. Roger said, Goodell? I thought he said mouth sores.
4: No, if you if you mouth the word "padel," you guys know. You guys know what padel is? No. Oh jeez. Well, pardon the hell out of us. What does it mean? It's like it's like pick, you know how pickleball sucks because it's just like an old person sport. Okay. Um, this is, like, for actual athletic normal people that can, like, still move their legs. Um, it's, like, in between tennis and uh, pickleball.
5: So, is it pickleball and, you know, on a tennis court?
4: People were – I was talking to Padel at Sportsman's last night, and people were coming up to me, like, will you please start here? I will invest in Padel. Like, please bring it to one of the clubs. So, I don't know. Keep your eyes and ears to the ground for fidel okay Um,
2: fascinating story
4: (laughs) i want to give i want to get some shout outs first i can't believe Iggy doesn't know what his middle and ring finger is called is that right did he really say that
2: well he asked that yesterday or the day before i guess and we got it we got it cleared up yeah
4: oh um but hey i met caller drew yesterday shout out to caller drew um we touched each other
2: Uh,
4: and where at the rooftop of patios oh gosh um shout out to steve in ballpark village we enjoyed each other as well um shout out to dan what is this romper
1: room i see Susie. i see billy i see johnny
4: hey whoever sold the sponsorship for iggy's little weather bit deserves some kind of award it's a nice like little employee, sponsorship. Like employee of the friggin' decade. Okay. Like imagine that pitch. Like, hey, yeah, so there's this guy on issue two that muses on the weather in Maryland Heights. You wanna buy that spot?
1: <laughs> well, we have good salespeople. They sold it.
4: Take that way. I wanna I mean that guy needs to, you need to go and you don't even have to say the library it's your spot. It's amazing. Um yeah.
1: It is kind of amazing when you think about it. Yeah, it is. Well, that's how it goes. Just happy the station's um, making money. That's fine.
4: couple more shout-outs, and then I'll get off the phone. I, first, I just want, can we pump the brakes on this Pepper and Genie comeback I heard yesterday? I do no. not want that to happen. No, it's I'm coming back for it. one
1: day, and Jackson's going to be part of it. We're going to break down succession as soon as Pauze watches it. Will you finish it today so we can do it tomorrow, Palzi?
0: Oh, I can give it a go. Yeah, I can knock out a few episodes. I nice think I'm separate. only three
5: episodes left. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun.
4: Uh, here's a tip: that Truffles Arnold Palmer don't play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Truffles um, Arnold Palmer don't play. Truffles is that a restaurant in Ladue? Yeah. They got a, a good Arnold Palmer there, <laughs> right they? there by where Bush's Grove used to be. Yeah, I know where it is. But they got a good Arnold Palmer there? Yes.
5: How is it better than, it's tea and lemonade. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: No, what's the secret sauce?
4: Okay, I, I didn't, didn't want to break it down.
2: Okay.
5: Um,
4: okay. Lastly, I, David Faber isn't getting talked about enough. I want to give a shout-out to him for getting the exclusive um, with Daddy Yasser and uh, Jay. So, uh, that's all I got. I just shout-out to all those TMA people. Yesterday. It was a great day. Thanks. Okay,
3: Licks. Well, Mr. Licks, Doug, hanging out with uh, Chairman Steve. I didn't know that they hung out together.
4: And he
2: touched somebody. He touched caller Drew, did he mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Has anybody else heard about this concert coming in, like, a Changing week? Changing the subject now? <laughs> well, I just, well, we're talking about Licks. I mean, is there anything interrupting Licks Is going to be a big deal? Okay, no, I guess But not. the Outlaw Music Festival at the Hollywood Amphitheater, Willie Nelson, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss, why do not I hear that? And it's coming June 25th. Well, I don't. I don't no, know. I'm just curious going. if anybody else has heard that.
2: I have not heard about that.
1: I haven't. That's one in two weeks, less than two Willie
2: weeks. Willie Nelson is still touring. Yeah. How old is like Willie 90, Nelson? He's like 90, I think,
1: 88, something like that.
2: The last time I heard him on a, some country music award show, he could barely sing a word, and this was a couple of years ago.
1: 90.
5: He's, He's 90. 90. 90 bills. Wow. I think like his like youngest child is pretty young.
1: Still smoking pot too. Well, De Niro just had a kid, so did Pacino, and they're both in their 70s. I almost I'm tired. Yeah, me too. Be shooting oatmeal by then.
3: Oh. Doug, they call it shooting oatmeal. Is yeah. what he says. Uh, I'm going to ask 7 o'clock hour here on the Ryan Kelly morning after uh, the design, air, heating, and cooling email today comes your way at 945. 45. Uh, I am going to sign off for today's presentation. Play well, Doug. Tim. I'm going to go. Thank you, Iggy. I'm going to go try to to, to carry over uh, the success you brought us in the par three competition uh, today, and uh, and then I will uh, I will pay homage to the uh, the wives at the pool by saying Ken Strode says hello.
1: Hmm. Tell Bo House I said I miss him. I'll tell Bo House. That you miss
3: him, I will uh, rejoin. Jackson, are you doing Balloon Party by yourself today and now going to let them know it's called Ball Balloon Party? <laughs> Is that how you're going to hand?
5: No. Randy and Carrie and Brooke and uh, Matt Rocchio are doing the extra hour, but you, that, they know I'm ready in the bullpen. Literally the bullpen. bullpen. Yeah. Wow. wow. Meeting, oh, fun
4: with puns. Yep.
3: Fun with puns. Uh, all right. Uh, time for us to take a commercial break here to close out the Mugganess. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour. I'll be back with the boys on uh, Monday. Uh, Jackson, you'll be uh, running point here in the Mm -hmm. second half of today's radio presentation. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra studios.